Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's snowing outside. <laughs> it's like, where are you going? With <laughs> it's crazy. I just like looked out the window, and we're walking in a winter wonderland. So enjoy your week. I'm hoping spring's on the way, but uh, I don't know what that groundhog's doing. So get him under control. Hey, welcome back to you weekday know, you, chat. You can't trust a rodent. You can't trust a rodent. Yeah, That's why I don't believe a word you say, Riley. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to weekday chat, where we talk once a week about where we have been and where we are going. My name's Luke. I'm one of the ministers here, at PCC, and this is a rodent. <laughs> I'm, I, it's going to take me a while to recover from that. My name is Riley Weaver. I'm also one of the ministers here at PCC. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning into the weekday chat this week. Uh, really appreciate you taking your time to do this. Hope this can be an encouraging and informative time for you. Uh, last Sunday, Luke preached. I was going to say it's a re- it was a really good sermon, and you should watch it if you haven't. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to say that anymore okay, since okay. he just called me a rodent. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the title of Luke's sermon was A Mission to Fish. It concluded our series on um, a clear vision of our mission, being missional, what that looks like. He preached on Mark 1, 14 through 20, which is where Jesus goes to the disciples and tells them, you know, you're going to be fishers of men. In his sermon, he talked about what that looked like for us to fish for people. And uh, one story he told, which I thought was really good, was um, there's a guy who fished with dynamite. And, um, you know, local game warden found out. So one day he kind of nonchalantly said, hey, can I go fish with you? And they row out. The guy pulls out a stick of dynamite, throws it in the water. And the warden says, hey, stop, game warden, you can't do that. And then the guy looks at him and said, uh, he lights another stick of dynamite, hands it to the warden and says, are you going to talk or are you going to fish? <laughs> And that, that's a personal story, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a personal story. I was, yeah. I was hanging out with your dad. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So uh, anyway, that was Luke's challenge to us through that story is, are you going to talk or are you going to fish? You know, are you going to talk about reaching people or are you going to actually be a part of it? Uh, he talked a little bit about what that could look like for us, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit more about today. So... Uh, Luke, following Jesus means leaving our old lives behind. Um, what does that look like for you? How has that looked in your life? Yeah, I mean, in 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 my story, I certainly have not had to sacrifice anything to the, to the level that some of you have, and I've gotten to hear mm-hmm. some of your stories, and I'm always humbled by people who uh, some of you genuinely do come from families where they have renounced you or they do look down on you for you deciding to follow Jesus, and I commend you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been blessed. That's not something I've had to deal with, but uh, certainly there have been things that we choose to say no to so that we can say yes to Jesus, and we're constantly all called to be saying no to things so that we can say yes to Jesus, and saying yes to Jesus is the most fun thing ever, you know, but, uh, you know, practically, coming out of high school, I had some scholarships to some state schools and wanted to go pursue some careers in business that I had my eyes on, and, um, 
ended up kind of feeling a little bit of nudging there and said no to those things. And I remember my mom uh, looking at me as I was turning down $100,000 worth of scholarships in one day saying, are you sure you know what you're doing? And the answer was no, I didn't. But um, but it was really good. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, and, you know, practically, like following Jesus means um, that I, I let go of my money on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And we're all called to. We're all called to be generous people. And I let go of my time on a regular basis to make time for the people that God uh, put, puts in our path. And certainly uh, try to let go of the sinful habits that the Holy Spirit convicts me of. So mm-hmm. all called to be letting, you know, dropping our nets so that we can. And, uh, so that we can answer the call. What about you, Riley? Absolutely, yeah. I think for me, um, you know, like you, I, I've not had to give anything crazy up to follow Jesus. I mean, you hear stories around the world of people do do. Even, I mean, here, you know, if your yeah. family doesn't follow Jesus, then sometimes that's a much harder call. I do think in my life, though, I mean, following Jesus is just hard. Yeah. And, you know, I think about my own personal priorities, um, even my emotions, you know, sometimes it would just be easier if I could just be angry about something. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, But I, I know that that's not what God wants for me, and that's that's something I've got to work on. Um, I think a big one for me is time as well. I think following Christ requires us to be more disciplined mm-hmm. as far as spending time in the Bible spending time in prayer, being intentional with our time with other people, mm-hmm. being involved here in the church. And I think for people in our community, giving up your time is one of the most most difficult sacrifices Absolutely. to make. I mean, especially yeah. if you've got kids, there's so many different options of things to be a part of. Yeah. And really being intentional with your time, that's a huge sacrifice. Absolutely. That's 100% true. Yeah, another thing you need to give up is calling your coworkers runs. <laughs> I think he's bitter. He yeah. needs to give up his bitterness. <laughs> um, so, Riley, one of the things, you know, we've known each other for several years now. Mm. We were in school together. And honestly, I didn't know you that well in mm. college because he didn't hang out at the Bible college with the rest of us. He was out hanging out with uh, foreign exchange students and people like that. He was out converting the nations. So one thing I really respect about Riley is he has a passion for sharing his faith. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. When have you done it? When yeah. have you chickened out? What worked? What didn't? Those kinds of things. You know, as far as chickening out, I think one of the greatest regrets of my life is that I wasn't more um, more bold with my faith when I was in high school. Hmm. You know, growing up here, I don't think that I don't think any of the people I knew in high school would say what you just said about me. But I think God really grabbed my heart when I was in college because of some friends that I had that kind of brought me along, some experiences. And I think the most helpful thing for me was um, I I don't think you have to be crazy to be a great evangelist. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about people who they're willing to do anything, willing to talk to anybody, there are definitely people like that. We need people like that, but that's not all of us. Yeah. The most helpful advice I was ever given is just to be conspicuously spiritual. Hmm. Uh, and what that means is just to talk about God all the time. In our culture, you know, you hear people say there's there's two things we shouldn't talk about, politics and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's talking about politics now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You know, th- those those topics just kind of make people uncomfortable. So, you know, family holidays, when you're hanging out with friends, those are things that people kind of shy away from. Mm -hmm. But I think what we learn if we're trying to be conspicuously spiritual is that if we love God, we should talk about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, one hobby of mine is archery. And I know that my wife, Kayla, she's really tired of me talking about archery all the time. (laughs) Uh, 
but that's because that's something I care about, something I'm passionate about, something I enjoy. Well, if I'm equally as passionate about God and the things that he's done in my life, shouldn't I be bragging about that all the time too? Absolutely. So, you know, just in the regular conversations that we're in with people on a day-to-day basis, whether it be family, friends, or coworkers, are we being conspicuously spiritual? Are we talking about God? Are we talking about what we're learning in the Bible? I know that um, one thing I was challenged to do at a certain time in my life is every day when you read your Bible— try to share something from what you read with somebody that day. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, super simple. And I I know some people would even, as they read, they would pray and think, who does God want me to share this with today? Wow. So I think that conspicuous spirituality is really the easiest thing to do because it's not necessarily adding anything to your schedule. Mm -hmm. It's not picking up on some certain evangelistic strategy. It's just saying... I'm going to be more open with the people that I'm already doing life with. Yeah, that's so, really good. How about you? I have nothing that good. Um, but <laughs> I something that's comforting for me as we talk about sharing our faith and being conspicuously spiritual is that it's our job to sow the seeds, but it's God's job to bear the fruit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've tried to share my faith with people in the past, and it's gone very poorly, you know. And and <laughs> I don't think, to, to my knowledge, that those people are following Jesus at any point, you know. But I'll, I'll, all I know is God commanded me to plant a seed, and I'm praying that that he would go in, but ultimately the results are up to him. Mm. Um, results aren't up to us. Um, and so I can remember things like taking an atheist friend out to Sonic, you know, to just get some drinks in high school and just talking with him um, about what his reservations were about the faith. And it was the first time I ever really tried to share my faith, and I didn't do a very mm. good job, but I was glad I took a step. And I can remember also in high school, like when we would uh, go skiing out in Colorado, and I'd be riding the ski lift with some stranger, and I'd be like, okay, here I have my two-minute opportunity to share the gospel. And I no idea what to say. And so I just say, well, God sure made a good world, didn't he? You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know that that accomplished much, but it's like you said, trying to be conspicuously yeah, spiritual, you know? Yeah, that's opportunity. Yeah. And then, and then the ones that have proven more fruitful, I guess, in my life have been the opportunities where it's with people I'm already doing life with and mm-hmm. a, a neighbor who is not a believer, but we would do woodworking projects together and we'd just shoot the breeze often and we, uh, you know, we were each generous with each other and we became really good friends, but I was concerned about him because of the way that he was living. And so uh, when before we moved away from that place, we sat down and had a heart-to-heart talk and I laid out my concerns and my desire mm-hmm. for him to come and to know Jesus. And uh, to this day, he has not, you know, I, I, I have not seen fruit from that discussion and yet I felt the Lord calling me to plant a seed and so I did. Yeah, and absolutely. Then in, in the story that I told on Sunday, it was... Um, yeah, we did see fruit from that one, and I did get to baptize that guy, and it was really neat. And that was just the product of um, a lot of nights where he would come drop by at my house, and my wife would make him dinner, and we'd play ping pong and talk about life and try to be conspicuously spiritual and, and pray when stuff happened and make late-night McDonald's runs. And so it's just about, like you said, living an open life, planting seeds, and letting mm-hmm. God bear the fruit, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, so. that's great, man. You know, during your sermon, I was thinking about fishing in general and yeah. how bad I am at fishing. <laughs> Uh, my father-in-law loves fishing. He's uh-huh. big into fly fishing. My brother-in-law is really good at it too. And if I go fishing with them, they'll just slay. Yeah, yeah. You know, dozen fish in a day. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. We do a lot of casting, not a lot of fishing. Yes, yes. I'm really good at casting. <laughs> yes. But I won't catch anything. Yes. And, you know, one thing you talked about, fishing takes time. Uh-huh. Um, you just got to be patient. I mean, I think everybody that's fishes knows that patience is key to that game. Yeah. So 
How do you think that we can be intentional in creating space for these kinds of conversations, just knowing that fishing for people takes time? Yeah. I mean, like you said, this is the big thing. Time is huge, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's busy. Understand that. Um, There's a book that we read. You you may have read it in school, too, called Concentric Circles Mm -hmm. of Concern. And one of the exercises that book had you do was just draw some circles, you know, start with a small circle, then draw them, you know, exceedingly bigger after that, and put names in those circles. So who's in your innermost circle. Well, for me, that's Rebecca, Calvin, and Judah, you know, and for me, those are my first ministry people. And then move out a little bit. Who's your extended family? Move out a little bit. Who are the people you see every day? Move out a little bit. Who are, you know, like the garbage man and your cashier at Walmart, those kinds of people. So write some names in those concentric circles and then just start praying, 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 praying there. And that will just kind of give you eyes to see where you are called to minister and just it'll help you it'll help you I think maximize mm-hmm. um, the interactions that you're already having with those people and again um, prayer is the key to all of this prayer mm-hmm. is what will give you the heart of God prayer is what will send people into your path prayer is what's going to change their heart it, it, prayer it has to be the key here what, what about you absolutely yeah um, I think it's really important just to keep in mind that we shouldn't give up on people. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus never gave up on people, and we shouldn't either. And, you know, we often talk about making sure we don't p- treat people like projects. If you try to share your faith with somebody, and if they don't respond, and you just disappear from your their life, they're going to know that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's going to make them feel like, well, the only reason that person cared about me is, you know, just because they wanted to convert me. Yeah. And, I mean, for those of us who, you know, feel like somebody's befriended us with agenda, we know that feels terrible, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you really cared about that person. So that's something we've really got to avoid. Just be patient. It takes time. And, I mean, honestly, even if somebody never begins to follow Christ, I mean, that's terrible. That's something that we're heartbroken about. But we still honor God in the process. We yeah. are faithful, and that's what God asks us to do. And, I mean, loving people, that's still God-honoring either way. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get to the end of my life and be standing before the judgment seat of God and have somebody say, hey, why didn't you tell me about this? You know? Absolutely. I don't want to get to that point. Um, So, yeah, bottom line is none of us really know what to say, you know, in the moment. It's really, really hard. Um, But love people well, pray hard, and then say something. Um, So thank you. And and we have been praying, too, as a result of this sermon series that God will put people in your path. Mm -hmm. And we hope that uh, he will bear fruit through those conversations as you step out in faith and courage for him. We hope you come back on Sunday. We're kicking off a new sermon series called The Clear Vision of the Cross. And we're just talking about Jesus' death and all the incredible implications of that in our day-to-day life. There's nothing better better um, than talking about Jesus. So we hope that you'll join us back here on Sunday for that. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Great. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.